Welcome to the Wordy Girl Entertainment Podcast. I am your writer-in-chief, Rosalind Jackson. I am a lover of words, and that love led me to a passion for writing. And what's the next best thing to writing? Talking about writing. So kick back and join me for mind-blowing chats about writing covering everything from screenplays to novels to poetry, from nonfiction books to songwriting, and much more. Erica Nicole Malone is a quadruple threat as an actress, writer, director, and producer, which up to this point has often been a man's territory. But the buzz of an emergence of a female voice is beginning to be heard around the country. Under her production company, Erica Nicole Malone Entertainment LLC, Erica has written, directed, and produced more than nine stage plays, along with her business partner, Philip Robinson, including the smash touring musical stage play, In Love with Tyrone. Her provocative writing style and keen ability to connect with her audience makes Erica an unmistakable figure in the entertainment business and is only second in her unique talent as a screenwriter. Erica's latest venture as executive producer and screenwriter of a new television sitcom pilot, Ward of the State, starring the phenomenal Janet Hubert, Aloma Wright, and Vanessa Williams. Her two newest works are a one-hour TV drama series called Della and a dramedy TV series called Welcome to the Good Life. So welcome to the Wordy Girl Entertainment Podcast. I have Erica Malone. Hi, Rosalind. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for inviting me on your awesome show. Thank you for being on. <laughs> yeah. So you started your writing career writing plays. Um, what made I you did. What made you get into theater? Well, when I was 13 years old, I auditioned for the Youth Performing Arts High School and um, in the theater program and wrote my monologue to get into the theater program at the school. It was a new school in Louisville, Kentucky at the time. And um, I auditioned and got in and was, you know, one of the few African-Americans at that time um, to get into that program in my in my particular grade. Um, and uh, it was an amazing experience. I think it opened the door for me really loving theater and really wanting to uh, follow that path down the road. Oh, wow. And how do you juggle being an actress, director, producer, and playwright slash screenwriter? <laughs> you know, it's it's a balance, especially um, I'm a mom, too. So um, basically, I just it's, you know, when you're a writer and um, being that uh, I know you're an amazing writer as well. But oh, when you. you're a writer, yeah. Um, but when you're a writer, it's it's like it's part of who you are. It's mm-hmm. just there's not really a choice. It's to like to just to have balance. You have to be writing something or mm-hmm. to be thinking and creating, even if I jot something down. But um, it's kind of, I look at life as in phases and, and doors. And right now with, you know, screenwriting was a door that I've been in the last few years and still doing that and then balancing doing my play coming back up um, later this year as well. So I just, you know, I just, I, I try to figure out what my heart wants me to do, what I'm going to be the most passionate about, and then follow that path. It has to be just part of, it has to be a purpose, mm-hmm. fill a purpose, um, and then I follow it. Okay. And when you when you write something, say you're writing a, um, um, 
for a play, because you're also a director and an actress, does that influence the way you write? I think so. I, I think absolutely. I think when I started directing plays in high school, mm-hmm. um, I took a playwriting class after school. Um, after my, my, my theater during the day was done, I took a playwriting class. And, you know, we had to direct our own plays. Um, and I think since then, and then directing after, after that in, in college and doing plays in college and then touring professionally um, with different plays, I think when I write now, I see it from the perspective of not just what the, what the audience wants to see, but just theatrically as a director, how will it look, how will it look best on stage? Mm-hmm. The same with, with film, I'm actually on the set and thinking as I'm writing something, how it will look on screen as mm-hmm. well as how it will look to the, to the audience member because I'm an avid uh, theater goer. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely, the, um, I think directing helps me to, to write uh, with more color than I would p- probably write just as a as a writer itself. Oh. I think every writer should direct something. Mm. Uh, it just kind of gives you, especially in, in theater, it just gives you, um, there's something very beautiful about directing. After you direct something mm-hmm. and you produce it and you have a couple thousand people come to theater and they, and then the audience tells you if they didn't like it or not. <laughs> 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 And I've had plenty of shows growing up. You know, I was doing shows at 18, 19 years old in theaters. And I've had plenty of shows where people paid $27, $30. And they're like, they loved it. And then another show they didn't like. And they'd come pull me to the side. And say, okay, now, baby, you're going to have to work on your sound. Because <laughs> that sound wasn't. So, I mean, so I think, I feel like I was kind of raised by, as a writer, by mm-hmm. the community in these different cities I've gone to. With all these people who have been so supportive. Mm-hmm. Um Black mothers, black churches, mm-hmm. uh, just and and then cradled me and then helped me to know what's funny and not funny. So it's very I write based on and even the drama, you know, because of plays they talk to the audience. The audience talks to the actors mm-hmm. on the stage. So I kind of have a feel on what the audience is going to to like and what they're not going to like based on you know my experience with um, touring. Okay, it's like you get that instant feedback. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and it's very, it's very visceral. Like, for mm-hmm. instance, in Love with Tyrone, when he's like, you know, cheating on on the wife, and and you know, and then he's trying to get her back, and they're like, like in the back row, like I'm concerned for the actor because they're mm-hmm. like really angry. With him. Like, <laughs> you better not take him back, you know. So it's like, <laughs> it's oh my god, oh my god. So, but it's it's like I, that's how I know that it's the line was something that really tugged at them. And then I also know if a play falls flat, okay, I'm not putting enough of my emotion in these lines. Mm-hmm. I don't write for me. I write for them. Okay. And I think that's the difference. I'm not just writing, okay, well, do I like it? It's like, what do I think the people want to see right now? What mm-hmm. do I think they're feeling? What's like the Me Too movement or what's the heartbeat of, of, of the nation right now? And mm-hmm. let's write based on trying to open up uh, some of these conversations. Okay. And how do you compare playwriting to screenwriting? Which and which do you prefer? You know, it's it, there's so complete opposites. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Complete opposites. Um playwriting is, you know, you can do a, a two-hour monologue. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, less action, more monologue, more, you know, more character driven, mm-hmm. whereas screenwriting is a lot more action. Um 
uh, still great dialogue, but mm-hmm. lots of action and color. And I guess I love both of them mm-hmm. and have fallen in love with, with both. It was definitely a screenwriting. Um, which do I prefer? I do like the reach of film and mm-hmm. television to the masses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whereas theater is amazing and it's very intimate and you get you can get two thousand people or mm-hmm. in Perry's case ten thousand people mm-hmm. depending on <laughs> which way you put on. But um, you know it, it's still very intimate. Um, but you know I like that you can reach millions of people mm-hmm. with some growth. So I guess I'm leaning more towards um, screenwriting right now okay. and um, yeah than I do plays. Yeah, to me, they they are completely different worlds, and like I appreciate them for their differences. Yeah, um, like you mentioned, Tyler Perry. Um, I prefer I, I like his theater work better mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. the film work because, right. like, you make certain allowances for theater that you wouldn't for a film. Absolutely, <laughs> I completely agree with that assessment. Yeah. Absolutely. I spent most of my holiday watching a bunch of Broadway shows and the same thing. I mean, I felt like I'm on the edge of my seat just looking at some of those musicals and mm-hmm. um, being one of my favorite. But, you know, you're, you're at, you know, you're on the edge of your seat with some of those, you know, the, the transformation of the characters. Mm-hmm. And it's you feel like that person's talking to you. Right. I like transcending some of that energy, though, to film and mm-hmm. that I want to make the characters feel like even though it is broad that there is an intimacy mm-hmm. with you know, the actors, I mean, with the characters in the, what I'm writing. Mm-hmm. So that, I, that's what I try to do. Okay. And um, so for your TV writing, um, tell me about your project, Ward of the State. Yes. I shot that pilot a few years ago. Um, and me and my business partner, who was in Tennessee, we shot that, uh, self-financed it. We had some producers work with us on it. Um, and it was a really amazing experience. It was definitely like a bat- getting baptized in the in the uh, television industry, mm-hmm. uh, knowing you know how things work because it's completely different. I mean, right. I had spent twenty years. You know, if I want to go to Miami, I just you know call the theater and I book it and I mm-hmm. call the real estate, and, and that's over. I can get that done in two weeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> whereas it's very fluid and slower paced in television, and you can't. This is because you produce it doesn't mean it's going to get picked up in that right. period. Very slow. Okay. So it was a different, it was a different um, feel, but I mean, I respect it. I respect each one. And uh, so, yeah, we, we shot that and it was an amazing experience. I worked with um, Janet Huber, who um, originally was um, Aunt Viv on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the, the first Aunt Viv. And mm-hmm. she was um, amazing to work with and um, a lot of fun and, and, uh, she made it, uh, a really awesome experience and still keep, you know, still talking to all these actors now mm-hmm. as we're stopping that show. Um, and so, yeah, it was a, an, a great experience and then kind of gave me cut my teeth to where I started to write other projects after that, both drama and uh, dramedies, um, afterward of the state. Okay. And are, are you still shopping that one around to networks? Yes. Still shopping that uh, to networks, and actually, weirdly enough, I have um, a few people very interested in it right right now. It's weird because I'm I've been writing all the other ones, and now all of a sudden it's like that one's like <laughs> in the first one possibly getting picked up. But it's it's um yeah it's I'm excited about the show. It's mm-hmm. you know I, I I love our people. I love African Americans, and and spent um, not to digress too much so much time with my grandmother growing up as a little girl. So. 
uh, my grandmother and her aunts and playing bingo. And so mm-hmm. I, most of my job was around old people. Uh-huh. So, so <laughs> I was thinking, you know, and getting wisdom that from them that it's just, I couldn't, you couldn't pay me enough money to give back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I kind of transcended that. And, and these stories were to state making uh, us look what we are, which is mm-hmm. smart, beautiful, mm-hmm. and glamorous. And it's not um, fictional that we're doing that. That's right. who we are people. And so that's what Word of State does um, about basically an eclectic writer who's uh, all of a sudden forced to move in with her, um, or basically her mother, her very uh, Audrey, black Audrey Hepburn, Diana Ross mother has mm-hmm. to move in with her after her husband passed away. So oh. it's really funny. And um, basically Janet Hubert loves that role. And she does, she said, that is one of the last roles I want to, I want to play before I die. Oh, wow. I mean, she loves the role and it's, and it's just, Fantastic. So um really excited for that to see the light of day. Really excited for that. Okay. And what about your project, uh, Della? Are you able to uh, talk on that one? Yeah, I can talk about uh, that one. Um, basically, you know, I just have the most amazing uh, different kinds of stories that are so diverse. Like mm-hmm. I said, Word of is loosely based on my amazing mom, um, <laughs> the Black Audrey Hepburn, Nana Ross, yeah, and the eclectic writer being me. Um, and- <laughs> In our fantastic relationship, and um, it really is fantastic. But and then um, Della is 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 basically about. Uh, I wanted to show Kentucky. Is I don't see that a lot on television. Or, or the richness of Kentucky, mm-hmm. as the um, there's some negative things that just recently took place. But but there has been some great things, and definitely Kentucky, both black and white, really supported my career mm-hmm. in terms, of, you know, giving money. And I mean, when I was, you know my early twenties, not having money and 18 mm-hmm. just gave me money to do shows and, and, and everything. So I wanted to, you know, to kind of talk about, um, basically she's a black woman in her fifties who's mm-hmm. basically a black vigilante who protects women from domestic violence and hides them from their abusers. And, um, it's, it's a take on how smart black women are and how we've had to survive without with very minimal um, help from the world around us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and had to rely on our ingenuity. And I wanted to show that. So it was, it's, it's uh, the reason I had her in her fifties, again, spending a lot of time with older people, they just, we just don't get represented. You see mm-hmm. the golden girls, but you don't see these fierce black women who right. are in their fifties and doing, doing their thing. 50s and that's it, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever. But I wanted to show her in her fifties, and she basically is the protector of the community. So it's a it's a somewhat true story um, of a woman my mother knew, and I wanted to kind of pay homage to her. And um, it's not something you would think I'd write because it's definitely a darker tone uh, show, but it is a show that I think shows us in terms of how how um, def- how de- defiant we are to anyone trying to to shut us down. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a really interesting um, premise. I would like to like to see something like that. Yeah, she's she's a fantastic woman, um, and I met her, oh. uh, and I modernized it, and she was just this amazing looking woman, and she was both a hero and a villain, mm-hmm. and I wanted to kind of uh, show both sides and show why she was the way she was, but you know, quite honestly 
she saved a lot of women's lives mm-hmm. in that city. And um, so I wanted to kind of celebrate her and bring her, you know, bring her to life, bring her back to life. Okay. And, um, and I know you have another project you're working on called Welcome to the Good Life. And yes. so tell us about that one. Completely different show. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's like all of these are just so extremely different. But Welcome to the Good Life, I have this amazing brother. Um, I have actually three amazing brothers, but this particular amazing brother, um, he is recently, uh, the adoption is almost finalized, but he brought this beautiful um, blonde-haired, blue-eyed uh, little boy into our lives three years ago, about almost four years ago now. And um, at the time he said he was going to adopt, I'm thinking, okay, you know, it's, it's awesome. We help our people. We bring a little black. And, you know, he was he was white. And it was great for me because I never saw myself as prejudiced. I think I'm like, amazing. you know, I'm not I'm so inclusion, you know, I'm believe diverse, but mm-hmm. it was like, it tested you. And you're like, oh, wow, that's, that's awesome. We can be just as loving to someone who's white as we can than someone who's black. And mm-hmm. he brought such beauty to my life and helped me to understand that I didn't know as much as I thought I did. <laughs> and he learned that he didn't know as much as he thought he did, you know? And so it's been a, the most amazing experience of my life. Uh, one of them to have him in my life. I love him dearly. So basically, I just imagine his life in 20 years and how he is going to see the black experience completely different than most white men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that he eats collard greens. He eats, he goes <laughs> his black grandmother. I have a video of him dancing with my mother. Oh, wow. He dances to the black music at the birthday parties. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, if you would just see him apart from our family, he is as blonde and blue eyed as you'd ever want to be. But he also is as beautiful uh, as you ever want to be. So basically, I imagine his life, um, the tagline to Welcome Good Life is Lance is getting back to his roots. Mm. And basically, yeah, he wants to come back. You know, he moves to Texas with his wife and has kids with his white wife and has kids. But he he misses Detroit. He Mm -hmm. misses home. And he um, gets a job and basically wants to move back in, well, until he finds a house with his parents um, so that his kids, who he feels are a little uh, disconnected financially because uh, his wife is rich uh, and he wants his kids to know what it was like growing mm-hmm. up in a black neighborhood. So, yeah, oh. it's getting back to his roots. Mm-hmm. But um, so Welcome to the Good Life is basically him saying, hey, I want you to, to I mean, they know, of course, they know the family, but mm-hmm. they want they Know what it's like to live with he's trying to get he's basically reenacting childhood to a mm-hmm. certain degree <laughs> uh, it's a really good show and um you know that's also very so all, all these shows have a piece of me in them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and different yeah they definitely say your best writing is when you write what you know yes <laughs> yeah yeah and this I, I know just because our family is so diverse mm-hmm. um <laughs> But, you know, it's just I wouldn't trade it for the world. <laughs> and what is your writing process when you when um, when you first get an idea? Like, how do ideas come to you? And once you get an idea, what's what's your process? How do you get started? Yeah, it's you know, it's just like, like for instance, I have three or four scripts right now mm-hmm. that are like filed away in my head. And I'm just so busy. It's getting to them. And, and I guess that will come in a minute. But. I, I it, it'll just kind of come over me and then um, and then the thoughts will consume me. And mm-hmm. and um, a lot of times I know everyone doesn't do this, but I literally become the different characters mm. in a script. 
And so the lines are so different because I'm actually the different people I'm writing. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually, you know, and then a lot of that comes again, the theater background helps a lot because I take that theater background with me as I'm writing the lines and thinking about what, who the, you know, a lot of character, uh, backstory on who the people are, why they, what was their intent to say this particular line. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. And I do a lot of ringing out with lines and I might write a a script and then not come back to it for a month. Mm -hmm. And I'm, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I wrote that. This is terrible. And then I (laughs) completely, (laughs) completely change the lines and make them better. So um, it's as long as I just have to feel like they're true and I have to feel like I'm from a, from a deep, from a place. And what place is it? Jealousy? Is it pain? Is it, you know, what, what, what is, is it joy? Like, mm-hmm. what is your reason for saying that line? Mm-hmm. So it can audience. Okay. And do you ever experience writer's block? I do experience writer's block at times, but when I do, I know it's something personal mm-hmm. I'm going through that. And maybe the, what, maybe the writer's block is I'm just tired <laughs> <laughs> and I just need to take a week off mm-hmm. and just group mm-hmm. and come back to it but it's always something within me mm-hmm. it's never I can't write I can't think of what's right I think the characters are always there okay. you connect to them why aren't you able to connect with that space it's something that for me it's always been something that I'm going through personally that makes me have writer's block okay and like how do you how do you get through it yeah, I do a lot of meditation and, and prayer, just to be real. Um, a lot of prayer and meditation, a lot of just sitting in silence. Um, I know people always have to have a phone on. You're te- you know, texting is like almost the worst thing ever happened because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a word person. So people's words immediately get into my head. Yes. So I'll have to turn off the phone. I'll turn off television. I will just, I'll spend a day with nothing. No oh, wow. TV. Nothing. <laughs> and somewhere in that process, it just starts, I, I, I can I can start feeling myself coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's just important to keep a lot of negative people out of your headspace. That that can shut me down pretty, pretty quickly if I have that. I try to keep really positive people around me. Yeah, that's very important. <laughs> yeah, it is. I keep. Yeah, they can they can just their energy will jump onto you and then you're all in this weird space and and it doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. And I I think I'm very emotional person, but then I'm also very measured. Hmm. So I can, I have a lot of discernment. So Hmm. I have a high sensitivity. I can sense when an atmosphere is not right. Mm -hmm. I'll just remove myself. And I think that helps with my writing a lot. I don't Hmm. allow myself to get penetrated with a lot of negativity. Okay. And do you, as a writer, do you um, journal or do you do a lot of reading? Um, yes. Yes. I journal. Um, weirdly enough, I spent, and this is so sad, but I spent my childhood a lot by myself. You know, I would be with my grandmother's house, but I, so I, I spent a lot of time able to write and journal mm-hmm. and I write every day. I write something every day. Oh, that's good. And, yeah, every day. I mean, it can just be a sentence. It can be a paragraph. <laughs> mm-hmm, I'm just mm-hmm. it's hard for me to jumpstart myself mm-hmm. if I don't. So I write something every day, and I read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a lot of things I intend to read and don't read. 
<laughs> Me too. <laughs> like I'm going to get to this book. But, um, but I do read a lot of books and a lot. Of, I read a lot of magazines too. Mm-hmm. That positive magazines or tech magazines, like to know what else is coming. Because I think a lot of that gets. I think it's really important to read what the current events are if you're a writer, so that yes. you're able. You know, I'm saying to melt a lot of that into your writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I I read um, well, not the newspapers, but because you, uh, everything is online now. Yeah. Um, so even just scrolling through Facebook, you know, that's yeah. ba- it's basically a newspaper, really. <laughs> and so I try to stay away from you know, looking at that stuff. But then again, it's like, okay, well, you kind of have to know about this stuff so you can write about it and, you know, things yeah. like that. So, right. yeah, so I understand on that level. <laughs> I tell you the challenge of social media being a writer mm-hmm. because I can get so consumed with it, you know, like with, oh my gosh, this happened, okay, that I that I get off track. So you have to really balance social media. I wanted to make sure I added that. Um, like, it's just, it's like, be on it. But, like, don't, like, those people would be on it, like, nine, ten hours a day. <laughs> and it's difficult to do that and be a writer, too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, let's see, what what are you watching right now on TV or, or what movies have you seen recently? Um, you know, I, I have been watching a lot of, I watch a lot of Netflix. I don't always know the titles. <laughs> but I watch a lot of things on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, I was watching, I don't watch television as much as I'd like to, just because I'm in the writing process. Weirdly enough, when I'm writing, Mm -hmm. I don't like watching too many things because I don't like to take anything by accident just by listening too much or take an idea or concept too much. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not writing is actually when I, um, if I'm not writing a script like I am right now, I'm writing a few, then, you know, then um, I'll watch several shows. Mm -hmm. Um, I like diverse shows. Um, I like comedies. Um, I like a modern family. Mm -hmm. Um, and and it's funny. I like a blackish and it's funny, but then I might watch, uh, you know, I think the, I think it was, um, is it Shonda Rhimes? Um, how to get away with murder. Is that the the name Mm -hmm. of the show? I might, yeah, I might watch something that's completely opposite from (laughs) a comedy. Um, and I might watch an Arrow. I like the first season of Arrow. I don't mm-hmm. like the seasons after it. But I like things that are complicated mm-hmm. uh, that I just, you know, because I'm bad at figuring things out. Really, <laughs> and I hate that I'm like that. So it has to be something where I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know that that was, uh, that was you know. So um, a lot of good shows, I think, are coming on that they're making. I'm interested to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I watch a lot of diverse things in terms of television. In terms of film, I like a big array of of films from dramatic movies um, to uh, to sci-fi mm-hmm. to Black Panther. Um, you know, I, I like a lot of diverse kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. So I love period movies. Mm-hmm. So I like a um, a range, a wide range of, um, of movies. I love movies about. Um, are people that show us, and like I said, that's why Black Panther is so amazing, in, in a positive light. Yes. Show us uh, a different light than mm-hmm. what's expected. And yeah. I think that I carry some of the writing uh, into into a different light than what's expected. So, Okay. And what would you say, what's, what's next for you? Um, you know, I'm really excited about creating. 
So just creating films, um, creating television, uh, creating plays, Mm -hmm. musicals, um, and writing could be books. Um, I'm just, I'm just wanting to add to the long list of amazing people that have already done this before me. Mm -hmm. Just help to add something else to the story that can be a positive and make us look great and amazing. And, um, yeah, so I think the next step would be, you know, right now I'm just screenwriting and God's really opened up doors with that Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, some television projects and, my business partner and I are definitely now wanting to really, you know, finance some things and, and, and get our stories out there. And um, and so I'm I'm excited about that next step and um, and to see what happens and where God takes me next. OK, well, that sounds like a great plan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, awesome. um, huh? I said, you're an awesome interviewer. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm actually new at this. So I'm like trying to, really? you know, get, get my, um, my, okay. um, you know, professional Oprah going on. <laughs> you have Oprah. I'm like, I when I was six, like, like I want to just open up. You're so good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I hope those little dinging sounds didn't come through. Somebody's texting no, me. It's coming no. on my phone. <laughs> I, no, no, I didn't hear anything. Oh, okay. You have a great voice from this end. Like, oh, it's thank like you. Great, yeah, I just want to say that. Oh, you thank you it. so much. <laughs> And um, so, yeah, thank you so much for doing the interview, and I appreciate it. And um, so tell the people where they can find you online. Yeah, um, you can find me at www.ericanicolemalone.com. I'm about to have a new website coming up. Um, but you can find me there, or you can hit me up on Twitter, um, Facebook. I'm about to do my uh, Instagram. So, um, yeah, just um, just humbly um, thank you, and uh, you can follow me, and hopefully I'll, I'll create something that makes you proud. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Rosalind. You're for welcome. Thanks for taking the time to tune in to the Wordy Girl Entertainment Podcast. Don't forget to check out my blog at www.wordygirlent.com. That's W-O-R-D-Y-G-I-R-L-E-N-T dot com. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at at WordyGirlENT and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash WordyGirlENT. And always remember, it all begins with a single word. So what are you waiting for? Go write.